0: Alright, yo, what is going on everyone? My name is Nick or the Notorious Fantasy and I'm back yet again today with Tyler Moss. We are wearing the same clothes as a few days ago. Obviously, we, we, this is totally not all recorded in the same day. So, in this video, we're going to be talking about the running backs in the 2020 NFL Draft Class, talking about Dynasty, talking about regular fantasy football because maybe some of these guys might be good. This year, obviously, it depends on their landing spots. So welcome into Tyler. You can say something yet again here.
1: Yeah. Hey, guys. um, If you didn't check out our first video on quarterbacks, please go click that. That's going to be somewhere. I know you're going to handle that. Um, I'm big on pushing rookie content. I like to do film studies. I think that speaks on prospects. Um, Now I'm going to finally get into my combine rankings, how that affects it. Obviously, with quarterbacks, we were very lax on that. I don't see quarterbacks and their combine being very effective. I think film screams what they're able to do. Mm -hmm. But running backs and seeing their physical measurements is very important to me as well. So we're going to dive into that. Uh, Very excited to be back on here, man.
0: Yep, definitely. This is going to be quite the fun time here. So we're just going to go right into it. No need to wait three hours. No need to throw an ad in here. There's no no ads on here. Unless someone does want to sponsor me. Shout out to you, whoever wants to sponsor me. So let's get... Yeah, Ray Bands. Let's get some bands. All right. Now, number one here, we've we have a running back. Obviously, this is all running backs. Jonathan Taylor of the Wisconsin Badgers.
1: Yeah. So um, stock up for him. Uh, I'll be talking about that. If you guys uh, follow any of my other content, um, Taylor was my number two behind Swift for a while. Uh, the combine is where things just completely changed. I'll go ahead and shoot out some running back averages, and uh, maybe we'll display that somewhere so you guys kind of understand where. Where I'm coming out with these numbers mm-hmm. um, for 40 time average running backs running about a four five three uh, bench is about a 20 um, rep 35.1 vertical 6.99 three cone. So those are the numbers we're really going to look at. Obviously, some other stuff is important as well, but really focusing on 40 bench and three cone for Taylor 439. So way out did the 40 average 17 bench reps, which for Taylor. And his size, 226, 510, I would have liked to see a little bit more there. But I'm not going to hit him too hard on that because I think his running uh, when in pads and when everything's put together, I think he's very, very solid at that. And his three cone was a 7.01, so right around that average. It was really the 40 time that screamed it. And obviously people were all over him the second that 40 time was released. I don't want that to weigh too heavily. But when I started looking back at film and looking at comparing him and Swift, I got to give the edge to Taylor, and we can look at um, the fact that he's taken a lot of beatings in his past efforts. But I think overall he's a very, very solid prospect. Everything's there. He developed pass catching this season, which was incredibly impressive and needed. Um, pass blocking's there. Running's incredible. Obviously, eclipsed 2,000 yards back-to-back seasons. 21 mm-hmm. touchdowns. The man's insane. There's there's nothing there's nothing wrong with him. He is God.
0: Yeah, he looks fucking amazing. He he passes the eye test about a million times. Your eyes are going to have orgasms when you watch his highlights. It's like crazy how good he looks on tape. Now, I think that Jonathan Taylor, to me, is also my favorite running back in this class. He would be my number one ranked. I used to have a guy that we have, we're going to talk about next, ranked as my number one guy, but Taylor just seems to have it all down pat. Like you said, he's the fastest Running back uh, for the forty time, obviously the forty time it doesn't tell you everything because, like some people say, you might run faster with the ball in your hands. You know, it just makes you run faster. But I think that Taylor is definitely my favorite running back in this class.
1: Yeah, uh, and as far as uh, segueing into DeAndre Swift, um, I don't want people to think just because he drops to my number two that his stock is going down. In my opinion, I think his stock is still on the rise. While Taylor jumped him, um, ran a four four eight, so above the forty average. Did not participate in the bench, uh, no worries on that, and did not participate in the three cones. So really what I'm looking at is his 40 time. And obviously film screams what he's able to do. Very physical back, um, has the ability to switch within plays uh, and within series is based on what's working on how he has to run, can be very elusive, but also can be that physical bruising back. So I think with his flexibility and how he's able to run with a size at 5'8", 2'12", so smaller than Taylor, He's he's just incredible in a lot of aspects and he's obviously able to pass catch and, and pass block is why he's so high in my rankings. I think Swift is a very, very solid prospect going into the NFL.
0: Yeah, definitely, guys. As you guys know, obviously, pass catching. If you're in a half PPR PPR league, if the, your guy's not catching the ball, he's not gonna do shit for you. You need the guys that are gonna be catching passes. And in college, the guy who catches the ball maybe like 40 times, you might think, oh, that sucks. But in the in comparison to the NFL, that's amazing. That is very good. I don't know how many times Swift caught the ball this season, but I'm just saying that that like stats like that are just crazy different. Like in the NFL, 100 is good or 100 is amazing. But in college, 40 is amazing. Now, is Swift and Taylor to you in the same type of a tier, or are you gonna? Include some of these next guys in that tier I want to say
1: that the one and two tier of Taylor and Swift is where it caps out mm-hmm. but I think when it comes to these running backs I think draft dependency draft capital uh, where they land is is the most vital and I think that's where we'll start seeing the development of tiers um, but as for right now there's a guy knocking on the door at number three and if you want me to go ahead and segue into him we're gonna go with Cam Akers mm-hmm. so um, again Florida fan I'm a big truther on Akers. I think he's a very electric runner. Um, even with limitations behind him, he's still able to do such incredible work. I think he had the 115th offensive line rank and still was able to go um, I have the stat here uh, over 1,000 yards rushing. Um, can do it all in many facets. I think just an unfortunate breakdown and just crumbling of Florida State, which I do not uh, hate, um, kind of hurt Akers. And I think once when he gets himself on a real NFL team with any talent at all, uh, you'll start seeing why Akers is so electric in the eyes of uh, analysts like us.
0: Yeah, definitely. Honestly, guys like that who can produce with such shit lines to me is honestly just amazing. It's just so beautiful when a guy who has a line that, that just doesn't do anything, they don't part like the Red Sea, they don't open up for you to run straight through. They, they open up but for the wrong reason for you to get tackled. So I think that Cam Akers could be a guy that is very talented. I know maybe by the time he gets drafted and whatever team he goes to, he could honestly creep into being with that tier with Taylor and Swift. Do you agree with that?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, I think even on a mid level team, I think he can even even sneak into the top tier. Um, he's a very, very solid running back. Obviously, we've seen what he's able to do when he has to carry an entire offense on his back. Uh, I would love to see him on a even a decent team and what he's able to do. He's a three down back. It's what we want in fantasy. We love three down backs. You put him in a situation, he's going to run with it. Obviously, we we'll look at some uh, combined stats, four four seven, which is very impressive on the forty, obviously uh, above the average. Uh, 20 reps on the bench. So right there where he needs to be um, did not participate in the three cone. No worries about that. Another guy whose stock is going up.
0: That is good for obviously acres acres is going to continue to rise. Now, obviously where well, I'm just going to pivot back real quick. Where do you think that Taylor and Swift go? Do you think that they're going to be first round picks? Cause a lot of people I see have them going maybe at the end of the first round, or do you think they fall into the second round?
1: Yeah, well um, one of them is going to Miami. I think, I think we have to see where teams jump on them because I think the second we do see a team jump on them, um, there's going to start falling dominoes where you'll mm-hmm. see Swift fall off the board. You'll see Dobbins fall off the board. We'll get into Dobbins later. Um, I think Miami's a team that's desperate for a, a running system. Obviously we talk about Miami a lot We're Dolphins fans, but I think he's a very, very solid. Uh, that's a very solid landing spot for one of the two. Um, either way, I think, they're both going to be forced into a workhorse kind of situation. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think there's a few other teams that are looking for uh, running backs. Arizona has to clarify and clear up what they want to do with their system. Um, Kenyon Drake could go back, but eight point nine or 8 to $9 million is what he's looking for. And they do not have the capital, mm-hmm. the uh, money to do that. Um, obviously they have draft picks though. So maybe they grab one of these running backs. But again, I think it's where dominoes start to fall when people want to jump onto a running back is when we're going to start seeing these guys come off the board.
0: Yeah, definitely like you said earlier, you guys have to know that when they where they get drafted is very key to obviously how they're going to perform. If they're a day one, day two pick, they're going to be good. They fall into the, the third day, they could end up being completely garbage because they just are not going to get the opportunity. So that is obviously something you need to be weighing into these guys. Say a guy, maybe one of these guys we talk about later, they get drafted at the, in like the sixth round, you're probably fucked with that guy.
1: All right. and we have some guys later on in our rankings who I think personally are better than where they're going to be drafted on, but we'll go ahead and segue into Dobbins. Um, Dobbins hurt his stock a little bit. Uh, I do have a stock going down, only participated in the bench, uh, put up a 23, put up 23 reps. So very impressive in his uh, physical measurables. there. Uh something we haven't seen from him, which I liked, but outside of that, I mean, it's, it's, there's not much he added to his stock. Um, and it kind of slipped with how well Akers, Swift, and Taylor did.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely, honestly, if you if you bench twenty three times, that I mean that's impressive. But that punter benched twenty five times. So come on, Dobbins, what are you doing? Dude, punters are gods, man. That, that's all I'm going to say. Exactly. I think that Dobbins also could be a guy drafted, obviously, very highly. Some people project that Dobbins goes to the Dolphins. That's obviously something that we could see happen that could be great for him. Now, obviously, Dobbins is a guy that is going to be many people's number three. He will be ahead of Akers for many people. Not as many people are Akers truthers like me and Tyler over here. So what what really sets Akers apart from Dobbins? Or do you think they're, they're very close?
1: Well, um. I, I kind of can give you a pro comp for J.K. Dobbins. Um, you guys remember him, Doug Martin, mm-hmm. I think a physical runner, um, uses his size well. I mean, Dobbins is, is 5'9", 209, so he's not the 5'7", or 5'8", what Doug Martin was, but uh, staying low to the ground, um, being physical while also being speedy. Uh, Dobbins is still a good prospect, but I think when it comes to what Acres is able to do in every asset, I, I think Dobbins is going to – I think he's a flexible back that can work all three downs, but I think when it comes to a guy like Akers, Akers can handle that workload a bit better. Um, one thing that I do want to mention with Dobbins is his decline in stats from a mobile quarterback to a non-mobile quarterback. I know a few um, analysts have, have looked at that. When it comes to what he was able to do with, um, name slipping me, uh, the quarterback for Ohio State now, and what he was able to do with Hashkins, Haskins Haskins and the other guy, yeah. Askins last year. Uh, obviously, the stats are completely jumped. I think he doubled his rushing yards. He had about a thousand with um, Haskins, two thousand uh, this year with um, with uh, my goodness, Justin Fields. There it is, Justin Fields. Um, yeah. yeah. And what he was able to do with him, very impressive. One little quick uh, fun fact here: Jonathan Taylor and J.K. Dobbins finished with both the same amount of rushing yards and touchdowns. Two thousand three. And 21 touchdowns, which I was like, that's crazy. So, that's that is crazy. <laughs> so, I, yeah, anyways, I think Akers um, has the more ability to be that three down kind of guy. And uh, I think we'll see that when he goes to a team, whether or not he goes to a, a good team or bad team. Mm-hmm. And I think Dobbins is a little bit more dependent on Spot.
0: Yeah, you gave Akers comp to be similar to Doug Martin. Maybe he ends up just like Doug Martin in Tampa Bay. Eventually, yeah. Now, number five here, we got the man with the same last name as you. Zach yeah. Moss, probably not related at all, but that's okay. Zach Moss did not end up doing too hot in the combine. He ended up hurting his hamstring, as Adam Scheffner reports. I think he, his pussy hurts because he ran so slow. What do you Whoa. think? <laughs> Whoa! a hot
1: take here. Um, I, I think if you, if you look at film, I think the, uh, the combines that he put up isn't really going to hurt his stock. Uh, I have his stock stand still. Uh, I think we can kind of just toss out the combine and be okay with that. I think his film screams, everything you need to know about him. Sure. Late bloomer. Um, but I think kind of being unknown helped him mm-hmm. very, very solid running back Had 235 attempts this year, 1400 yards, 15 touchdowns did not fumble um, all four years that he played 712 attempts, zero fumbles. I think that's huge. They keep the ball safe. is huge for NFL teams. Mm-hmm. Obviously we saw some issues in Seattle. With that and um, Carson, I think you can keep the ball safe. NFL coaches are going to willingly stand by you, and I think that's going to help uh, Zach Moss in his future.
0: Definitely. Obviously, where, where do you think that – do you think Zach Moss falls into where, – where do you think he gets picked? Like what round? I think he's a third, fourth kind of guy,
1: um, which isn't great, but I think he has the ability, which will show once when he's on a team, what he's able to do um, with his abilities. And I think he – like a guy like Carson – and and I see, I see him more as like a fourth-round kind of guy. I would love for him to be in the third, but like a guy like Carson, I think if a team goes with a running back, say like a Dobbins, and they get Moss as a as a safety valve, I think mm. Moss definitely can outplay um, any running back in this class. You know, Taylor and Swift are kind of in their own tier and Akers himself climbing into his own tier. But I think Moss is a very, very good running back that even without capital can show what he can do for a team um, in – training camps and workouts and all that fun stuff.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like you said, the tape really shows out for Moss. Obviously, like you said, the combine was not looking super hot for him. To me, the best way to judge how good a guy is going to be in the NFL is based upon what he looks like shirtless. Obviously, that's why DK Metcalf is so good. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, you got to watch the, the best way also to learn is you watch the highlight tapes. You know, they, they, they never show the bad plays. They make everyone look great, so that's what I watch.
1: Yeah, and I, I think it's, just, it's, it's absolutely vital to look up specific game film where you're seeing every single play highlight reels are fun. Um, they kind of, keep... I'm kidding. <laughs> they can... oh, I know I'm not busting on you, but I'm just, I'm just mentioning for, um, for people trying to learn about these prospects, it's so important to watch full game film. Um, mm-hmm. you get everything about it. I want to see, you know, seeing 30 yard plays is awesome, but I want to see what these guys are able to do when they have nothing generated for them and they fight for, you know, two or three yards. I want to see what kind of dog they have in them to, to get these kind of yards and to be physical and, you know, to fight for everything. That's, that's what I look for in, in running backs.
0: Yeah. A lot, a lot of those tapes also show you how good they are at uh, protecting like at blocking.
1: Oh, definitely. No, I'm huge on pass blocking. Um, obviously if you see my first, you know, few guys, some solid pass blocking in them, I, I, I scream that, especially with these prospects we get down towards the end on, you gotta be able to pass block because that's going to keep you on an NFL roster more mm-hmm. than anything else your speed is fun but if you can protect your quarterback coaches are going to like you
0: definitely i think that blocking like you said is so important in the nfl if you can't block then some coaches will just fucking they hate you they'll just take you off the field you screw it up your quarterback gets sacked it's all your fault some coaches hate you for that and none of these guys so far seem to have fumbleitis like uh, chris carson you talked about before so none of these guys seem like they're yanked from any of these games yeah
1: well, uh, segueing into my number six, um, obviously we haven't heard a name yet, and he's not at six either. Um, we'll get into him later on. But Keyshawn Vaughn is my number six. Now, this is a guy who I think is going to be about a five or six round uh, pick. But again, like Zach Moss, will do numbers for fighting for his position on a team, obviously around the 22-and-a-half age range, which it hurts. But I think when we're looking at it in Dynasty and in um, just redraft we're looking for productivity now, as much as, especially in dynasty, I participate in a lot of leagues, as much as I want to look at, um, you know, projecting seven years in advance, Mm -hmm. I want to look at what's going to help me right now. And I think um, with Vaughn, he's very, very talented in what he does. Um, I just put out a video with him against the LSU and in the LSU game, Uh, some very solid stuff for him that I saw. And I think um, film really helps his case. Did participate in the combine, ran a four, five, one, so above the 40. Uh, 15 reps wasn't huge, but he's not really a, uh, a strong guy, but he, he uses his body really well when you see him in tape and how he runs. Um, and then did not participate in the three cone. We saw a lot of guys avoid the three cone uh, in this combine. I would, I, I, really prefer to see what they can do in that drill.
0: Yeah, a lot of these guys are not looking to get DK Metcalf.
1: Yeah. Well, um, you know, looking at com. Uh, sorry looking at Keyshawn Vaughn and his tape I know a lot of people probably haven't seen him the kid out of Vanderbilt um, 510 214 so not not a guy that people are watching a lot of film on but I think what screams at me is he's not an easy running back to get down even with his size and you know his strength that's shown in the bench I think he's one of those outliers that shows that he can be very strong without needing a very good bench Um, really physical hard-nosed player and has some electric breakaway speed, as we saw in the LSU game. And then finally, what's most important to me is the effort he puts in in all assets, specifically his pass blocking. He fights for protecting his quarterback. Not not that many guys are going to block one guy and then dive out of the way to protect his quarterback from getting hit on the blind side, like I saw with Vaughn multiple times in the film that I watched with him. That's the kind of hard worker that NFL coaches are going to want on their team. And I think while we really love capital and capital helps immediate success, I think if you have a guy that's going to fight for every person on the team and fight for his position in the long run, that's going to get him to stay on rosters and it's going to get him more opportunity.
0: Yeah, definitely. I can definitely agree with that. Now, obviously, before we get into number seven, the guy that obviously has been missing, people are probably wondering where he is. He's coming up here. Please make sure, guys, to click that subscribe button and make sure also while you're down there, check out Tyler's Twitter, click that follow button on him. He's a beautiful man. You can enjoy everything that he tweets out about. So come in here. At number seven, we have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the man who won a national championship. Now, obviously, he's buried down here. A lot of guys love this man. Why do you not love this man?
1: Yeah, well, I do want to start with uh, respecting the man's name. Um, really, really solid pass catcher. Probably the best in the class, um, you know, with a few other guys. Uh, solid uh, in running. Uh, hard to get down, kind of back. Uses the size quite well. Uh, my combine measurables have him at 5'7", 20. Oh, uh 207 so a few sevens there um so not a big back um but uses his size quite well the reason I, i struggle to to like him and get behind him is and we've mentioned it with a few guys obviously the pass blocking is just miserable to the point where joe brady got to a point where all of his plays designed for the offense was throwing uh edwards into the slot And I think where that hurts in the NFL is predictability becomes inevitable. When you see a guy that cannot pass block in the backfield, sure he can race out and catch passes, but it's almost telegraphing what you're going to do with him. And I do not like that at all. Um, But I still think with that, he can be a very solid uh, prospect in the NFL, but he's got to work on that. And finally, I think the Joe Brady system got to him more than it got to any other prospect. I still think Burrow's really electric, and obviously we saw what Justin Jefferson did in the combine.
0: Mm -hmm. I think that he's going to be a guy that obviously might be drafted actually kind of highly. I've seen some box where he goes in the second round. Do you think that's where he ends up finding himself a home? Yeah. um, Again, depends
1: on where we start seeing these dominoes falling. Obviously, if we see Taylor go in the first round and maybe Swift at the end or maybe at the beginning of the second, you will see a guy like Edwards Flair be late second round. But obviously if these teams wait, on these guys, the further the top end guys get pushed back, the more we're going to see Hilaire fall. So he really de- is dependent on Taylor and Swift and how they move.
0: Yeah, definitely. In this class, obviously we're not talking about them yet, but the wide receivers are going to go heavily a lot, in my opinion, at the beginning of this draft. Now coming in at number eight here, we have uh, Booger McFarlane's son. Why do you like him so much?
1: Uh, I think it's 40 times screams. Um, why I have to put him in this top, uh, top 10 here, 4.44, uh, really electric stuff. Um, I think finished, uh, in the top, definitely in the top 10 for running backs, probably in the top eight, top five potential. Um, don't have that stat, but really solid 40 time. I did a video on him. I think he's a guy who's very one dimensional kind of like a Marlon Mack type where it's like, he's really good in first and second down. You can rely on him in that. And if you need him to catch a pass out of the backfield, he can do so. But what you're really looking at for him is a hard nosed football runner, um, that can get you the tough yards, uh, Lateral quickness sometimes is a struggle, but again, when he's running downhill, he, he does he does quite well with his size.
0: Yeah, definitely, like you said, uh, McFarland is the one, two, three, the fourth highest or fastest forty runner, obviously right behind of Raymond uh, Evans or uh, Derriton, and Jonathan Taylor. So, what do you do? You, do you think that he could have any potential to not be drafted so far back? Because obviously, if you see his hair, you think he looks like a cool-looking guy. You think he looks good, but. What, what about his tape really, like, excels to you? Well, uh, again, I think um,
1: the first and second down ability is, mm-hmm. is very evident. I got a Marlon Mack jersey in the background. I, I kind of saw a lot of comps to him. Um, you put him in a system where maybe you get him a pass catcher. Maybe you get him a guy like uh, maybe LaMichael P. Ryan. You kind of combine those two. That's hinting to my next guy. Um, you you kind of put those two together like what the Colts did with Mack and Hines. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get a really dynamic duo out of the backfield. That can run together, but I, it's hard to see him run three downs because I don't think he has the pass catching and definitely doesn't have the pass blocking abilities.
0: Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Obviously, guys who are going to be ranked higher can catch the ball. That obviously makes a lot. Of, that probably makes a lot of sense to anyone who's watching. But if yeah. you're like newer to fantasy football, like you need to understand how important pass catching is for fantasy football. I talked about it at the beginning. It's like rushing for quarterbacks. It's like that extra edge that you need to win mm-hmm. in fantasy football. So obviously, we could pivot into number nine. We got Samaj P. Ryan's cousin.
1: Oh, I, I was, I was concerned that I thought you were going with Sabaje. No, um, Michael P. Ryan from Florida. Uh, my first Florida guy that I'm going to talk about. My only one, unfortunately, love my man, Van Jefferson, but struggles to crack a top 10 um, solid runner. Uh, I think hidden behind uh, a kind of a dual system that they were running there. Um, I think he's very solid back. I think when given the opportunity, he can be very effective. He can run all three downs. I don't think teams are going to want to rely on him for all three downs, but I think, He's not a guy that's going to telegraph what's going on in the offense. Uh, very, very good running back. I think again, another guy, dual running back system, going to be very effective for him. Solid pass blocking, that's good. So again, three down ability, but I do not see him taking a full work for, workload.
0: Okay, so so to you, he's he's a lot like his his cousin. He's a pass catching back, right? Is that what I'm? Bringing? Yeah.
1: Well, no, I don't want to limit him completely to pass uh, pass catching, but it kind of is what he has to be shown as. And it's why he's at number nine for me, because I think when you look at fantasy, um, there's guys that have been very successful with just leaning on pass catching. Um, But I think he doesn't, unlike his brother, I think, or cousin, I think it is. He doesn't completely telegraph that the offense is going to be passing every time Um, Mm -hmm. he runs the ball quite effectively a little bit more than his brother. Um, So I would be excited for an NFL team to grab him and kind of comp him with another guy.
0: Yeah, that definitely makes a lot of sense. He's a more of a complimentary piece. Oh, definitely. All right. So coming in here at number 10, we have Ben Jammin. What do you like about him?
1: So, you know, Benjamin, uh, Arizona state running back, did some film on him. I think he's uh, really, really good in space, obviously Uh tackle machine. He gets through everyone. It, it takes a lot to get him down, which I like, especially going into the NFL level. Um, He's very good at creating, uh, nothing. Sorry. Uh, my, my bad. something out of nothing. Yeah, no, well, he struggles to create nothing, something no. out of nothing. My gosh, dude, these phrases are killing me, but, um, that is something I would like to see him improve and why he's at number 10 as a runner for me. I think he generating space is a struggle for him. Um, but I think he excels when it comes to what he can do in space and how he is as a receiver.
0: Yeah, I, I like that. Now, now, do you have anything else to say about him, or can we pivot to the last guy? Obviously, this is number 10, but we got a special number 11 for the comment section who is going to be very pissed off about this. A little
1: bit. Uh, so don't rip me too much. Uh, blow up my DMs about how you guys love A.J. Dillon. I do, too. I love him as a fullback, which this will give me the heat of, uh, of the century. But 247 or such, um, big back. And, and I really like Dillon coming into it, into the Combine. Not enough to place him in my top ten, but I think as a really physical runner, and then somehow putting up—gosh, his forty time, it, it, like escapes me right now. But somehow, what he was able to do in that forty time was pretty remarkable. Um, but again, straight line speed is is fun and all, but what can you do on tape? And his tape is not as impressive as uh, what I saw with uh, other guys in this. In this uh- ranking.
0: Uh uh-huh, yeah. That makes sense. Now, his best comp would be the the wrecking ball that Miley Cyrus wrote in that music video. Correct?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I would say so. Um, definitely the lightest of light, Derrick Henry. Definitely the lightest of light. Um, I don't know. His, his comp his uh comp kind of escapes me. Uh, of a guy, obviously more of a bruiser back, so you'd have to go pretty deep to find a really effective bruiser back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I think I think we look. We look into combine a lot. And then for some people, we just, we kind of have to neglect it because of what the film screams to us.
0: Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Now, obviously number 11, we went past number 10. So this video is coming to a close. Do you have any closing remarks, Tyler?
1: Um, No, uh, obviously another solid class here when it comes to running backs. I think there's a lot of sneaky talent that a lot of people are overlooking right now. Uh, Guys like Keyshawn Vaughn, um, P Ryan, Benjamin, guys that, no one is really hyping up right now. That can be very solid NFL prospects if given the opportunity to be. Um, so definitely want to shout out these guys because they're not getting the hype they deserve.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of these guys, if you watch any like type of podcast, you're not really hearing about any of these guys. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's about it for my running backs. Um, again, solid class. Uh, I'd be very excited to see where a lot of these guys go. I think my rankings are going to adjust a lot based on that. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, no, excited to see, excited to see what this class is able to do
0: yeah I can definitely agree with that if you guys did end up enjoying this video please make sure to check out everything Tyler does on Twitter all his links are down below in the description you can check out our video that came out maybe yesterday maybe the day before I don't know about uh, the quarterback rankings for 2020 at the rookie quarterbacks if you guys want to see the wide receivers that is going to come as well at a later date this video was amazing we had a great time make sure to click that subscribe button click click any of the videos that's on your screen yet again I always throw fucking a million videos on the screen so you can have a fun time if you made it however long this video was make sure to comment something comment something like uh aj dylan sucks or something like that or you probably already commented that aj dylan was amazing in the comments <laughs> or that tyler's a fucking idiot you probably already commented that so it's justifiable great- it is yep. justifiable so guys have <laughs> a great day me and tyler still love you even if you uh you hate on him so it's okay have a great rest of your day guys goodbye